Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Each week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Predator, released in 1987 and directed by John McTiernan. Predator tells the story of a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle who find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial monster. So, anyway, you picked this one this week. I did pick this one because I've been wanting to watch Predator for a while. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it before. Uh, This was the very first time for me. And it's one of those movies that seems like everybody has seen. Well, yeah, I guess I was, I suppose it was a bit the same. I hadn't seen it either. Mm. I also feel like maybe every boy has seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's sort of a boy's own kind of a movie. Yeah, but you are correct. It is a movie everybody has seen and it's spawned countless sequels. And it's Not that countless, actually. Two. Four? Two plus the Alien versus Predator 2 is oh, four, okay. but it spawned two of its own sequels, mm-hmm. and then the two Alien versus Predator sequels. Go. So I think at this point it's at it's at less movies than the Alien franchise, isn't it? Okay. Because so Alien had four of it's four own. Alien movies, mm-hmm. then Prometheus, and the two Alien versus Predator movies. So they're up to seven. So they've they've done better than that. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of it's spawned a whole lot of sequels. It's kind of the the epitome of Arnold at his peak and that kind of stuff. So I guess it was probably a good one to add to our canon as movie lovers. Lots of punny Arnold and great one-liners and stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's a really, really, really simple story. Um, Basically, these dudes go into the jungle to allegedly rescue some people and find out they're being stalked by a far more dangerous predator. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, it's kind of – it's got, yes, some of the classic Arnold one-liners. And I think the, th- the only thing I knew about it going into it was – no, I knew two things. I knew the line about if it bleeds, we can kill it. Mm. And I knew the get to the chopper because people do that one all the time. Well, I knew – I mean, I know a lot of things about it. I mean, the I know about the Predator. I've seen it a million times, the creature. Mm. Uh, and I'd sort of seen um, a few clips. I've been, I was watching some top ten things recently and it was, you know – Top ten um, overkill deaths and top ten <laughs> funny cheesy lines in action movies and stuff, and this featured quite prominently yeah, in both. I can see why it would. Uh, there's this scene where early on in the movie, before they realise that there's this other predator thing that's stalking them, there's a scene where they absolutely decimate this gorilla camp thing, village mm-hmm. thing, and uh, they they just destroy it. And Arnie gets in at least three puns in that one scene of, you know, total violent mayhem. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of awkward. I think at that point I was feeling really um I wasn't feeling very kindly about it at all. I was like, this is what we're doing? We're just killing random that scene, it kind of you get it it's fairly early on, you get into this scene and they just start shooting at this gorilla village of people. They kill everybody except one girl. You got to save the girl, I guess. And they take her as a hostage. She was the only girl she in the village. She's the only girl in the village, the only girl in the movie. So, you know, I guess we had to save her. Um, yeah, they come in and they just, like, it's horrendously violent. They just kill so many people. And, well, I'd, it's not particularly gorily violent, that bit, though. No, it's more... They save the gore for the predator kills, really. To, I guess to make them more... I don't know, scary or something. Right. But the best part of this movie is the predator stuff. It isn't the no. sort of jungle fighting thing. That's no. all very – I mean, really, the star of this movie is the predator. It's not so much Arnie at all. Arnie is sort of giving support to the big reveal of the predator and then the big fight from the predator and mm. all of that sort of thing. Uh, right. Arnie may be the 
the name and everything, but the predator's really the... Right, right, right. Yes. I, no, 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 indeed, indeed. But where I was going was it just sort of didn't really make me warm to the movie no. at that point. Um, it was just shoot, 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 ask questions later. How do you even – and it's filmed in such a way that you, it's not even clear, you know, that they know who they're shooting at. They just go in and they shoot, 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 and they're just killing everybody. So I was feeling a bit yeah. about the whole thing. But you are right. It is – it does get better once it's we figure out that it's these guys versus the Predator. And really, the only, Arnold versus the Predator. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that they put that stuff in the movie for was that it's so- showing that these guys are super, super tough, violent jerks. Right. Because <laughs> really, I didn't feel for any of the supposed heroes. Yeah. I mean, Arnold wasn't as bad as some of the others, I suppose. Mm. But almost all of the people who uh, we're supposed to be rooting for are complete dicks. Like, I didn't like any of them. They treated the girl horribly. um, Shane Black actually has a role in it, which, you know, kind of surprised me. Uh, Shane Black is the director, of course, of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's the writer-director of that, and he wrote... The Lethal Weapon weapon movies. And he directed Iron Man 3. And he directed Iron Man 3. Very highly regarded in the action genre, playing the most odious little man (gasps) in this team. He's just horrendously sexist and revolting. And woohoo, he's the first one to die. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was supposed to be the plucky comic relief, but he was annoying as anything and I wanted him to die and then he did and I was happy. And I kind of feel like he was being punished for being a sexist jerk because then the racist jerk died right after him. Yeah. Uh, So I feel like they were sort of knocking them off in order to punish the ones that we weren't supposed to like. I don't know if we were supposed to like them at all. But I know I didn't. Most no. of them I didn't like or didn't care about in the slightest. I, or and you just didn't really even bond with any of them. Um, I mean, Arnold is notorious. It's kind of hard to a- attach yourself to because he's just Arnold, and that's he's all he is. He's <laughs> just this big guy. His muscles. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> the muscle shots in this movie. It's it's like it's um, it's like it it's been made for a gay porn magazine. Like it's just <laughs> all about. Arnold's muscles, Arnold's arms, just there. There are gratuitous shots of his giant biceps, and yeah. it even opened like one of the very first shots is him arm wrestling Carl Weathers, and yeah. like just so that you could see his biceps. Sees his friend after oh. like twenty years or whatever meet meet up again in the jungle. The first thing they do is arm wrestle with a special close up of Arnold's biceps. <laughs> I, it's it, it, I've never seen a man quite so objectified in a movie. It was it was pretty great. I mean, there's there's a lot of that sort of really really overtly sort of uh, really overt machismo, I guess. Yeah, really overt, overtly macho kind of rubbish. Yeah, this, it, this is the manliest movie that ever manned. Yes. And then there's this girl who sort of, I mean, she she puts up a fight against them at the beginning mm. a little bit, and then basically she's just there so somebody is vulnerable. Yeah, uh, she's she doesn't even she's not even there as a love interest at all. She's just there to kind of give them a bit of local knowledge and kind of, I guess add a bit of color to the cast. I don't know. I think no, I think it's 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 the sort of idea that like because all we've got is like a bunch of tough guys against a tough guy. What they had to throw in there was somebody who you could believe was vulnerable and I guess right. wanted to make it to the end because God knows I didn't care about any of the men making it to the end. No, me neither. I just, um, yeah. Whereas she didn't ask for any of this in the first place, so she's stuck dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, there is, I guess, 
is something in there, I guess, about men and male bonding and homosocial behavior, all those lovely things that gender theorists like to come up with. The other thing that I noticed about Mm. the movie is that it's really, really racially diverse, if not gender diverse. Yeah, absolutely. There's three white guys. Um, So you've got Arnold and then the two guys who die first. Mm. The two jerks are both white. Mm. You've got two black guys, two Hispanic guys, and a Native American guy Mm. make up. Or is it one Hispanic guy and one One Hispanic Hispanic girl? One Hispanic guy, one Hispanic girl. And then a Native American guy make up the sort of And Arnold's got an accent, so that's totes ethnic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that's the that's this core cast that you've got. Yeah. So it's at least I mean it's more racially diverse than we get in movies now. Mm. So there's that I guess the yeah, declining well, standards of films. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Well, I, ind- yeah, I can't. I had, don't have anything really to say about that. I just kind of yeah, that was that was good. And also the two nasty white guys get killed off first. Yeah. Because our sexist and then our racist played by um. Jesse Ventura, because yeah. the cast of this movie has two people who would later go on to become state governors in the US. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody at the time... Two former bodybuilders that went on to become right. state governors. He was a wrestler. Oh. Jesse Ventura is a wrestler. Oops. Professional How wrestler. could I get those two things confused? I know, right? They're so clearly different genres of sporty Sports entertainment. Stuff. <laughs> I believe they call it sports entertainment. That's how they continue using all the steroids. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm right. not interested in that side of things. But no. Yes, it, but anyway, these, these two guys, you look at this cast and you're like, these guys went on to become political leaders in our society. It says something really, doesn't it? I don't know. It's it's just sort of, I mean, it's it's a, it's a an action movie from the 80s. It's what right. you expect from an action movie from the 80s. The only thing really that gives this movie any edge over any other action movie from the 80s is The Predator. Right, and that is really quite a good enemy. And like yeah. you said, we're actually rooting for the Predator, particularly when we get to the final. There's a great final one-on-one battle between Arnold and the Predator, and we've gotten this idea, we've built up this persona of Arnold, and also we've built it up throughout the film of him being almost invulnerable. He's just so muscly and so big, and he's such a good strategic thinker that he just he can get through anything. He's such a good thinker. Strategic thinkers in like battle thinker. I know it's just it's like funny a general. to hear that. T- hear people talk about Arnold as a good thinker. Anyway. Well, in terms of leading <laughs> troops in this situation, no, but he that's is good strategic thinking, right? He's also, there's something about it, it, him in this movie where he's the one who notices all this yeah. stuff that's going on, and he's like, "Ooh, it's using the trees," but there's no sort of lead up to mm. him figuring out that it's using the trees. Yeah. and then he goes, "Ooh, it's hunting for sport." But there's no lead up to him figuring. He just sort of seems to be saying it because it's in the script, <laughs> like that he's supposed to say it. Bless. I don't know. Yeah. I also feel like pointing out that his character's called Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Just because I feel like we should mention that he has a character. Right. I'm not convinced that he has a character, but he must do. It's in the script. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, he's called Dutch because that's there to explain the accent, I guess. I guess. I guess. Um. But the whole thing kind of seems to be basically saying that there is no enemy of this earth that Arnold cannot defeat. However, the Predator, which is from out of this earth, we have a really, really slight pre-credence space sequence that indicates to us that this creature has come from outer space. So that's that's the only time it's ever mentioned that it is actually an alien. Anyway, the, the idea is that Arnold can't fight anything of this world. It takes a creature from out of this world to really give him a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and 
Uh, the Predator is just such a brilliant piece of creature effect. Yes, Stan like, Winston, great work, amazing it, work. It's got these, this mandible mouth and the dreadlocks and the whole sort of squished up face thing and the Predator roar and it's towers over Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. which is uh, not an easy feat. No. Uh, so it's really cool. It's, it's just such a cool bad guy that you sit there and you want it to win. I mean, once you get to see it, it's a cool bad guy. Up until the point when you see it, it's kind of an idiot. Because not in terms of its actual ability to hunt, but why does it have this vision that's like this weird heat-seeking night vision thing where it can't see anything? Mm. I don't understand. Like, I know that it's made in 1987 and the special effects weren't exactly what they are now, but I don't understand why this amazing super hunter has terrible, terrible vision. And a triangle laser guidance system. And a triangle laser guidance system and that thing down the side of its vi helmet visor vision mm. that... Wait, it it um it looks like what we can see on our screen here where the mic where we can see ourselves recording it's like the levels almost or something like that yeah. it's down the side of the screen i don't know shows its level of stress or something or how it's gearing up to fight i don't know it's not very clearly explained and it's kind of awkward because because maybe deliberately i don't know it's got that heat seeking vision i don't know if it's sort of like you're when you watch it, you're meant to be a bit confused by what it's seeing and you're not quite supposed to be able to follow along. It's sort of because this is an alien, this is out of this world, you're not you mere humans wouldn't understand. Yeah, it mm. the whole heat seeking vision thing was was weird and just looked bad. And then its camouflage suit thing was also really, really awkward mm. and odd because you're like, oh, I can see it. It's right there. Every time it shows up on the screen, mm. it's supposed to be like camouflaging perfectly with the background, but it's this sort of shape that's slightly out of the background yeah. and uh, probably thought of as very, very cool in 1987. And, so I should stop mocking it, but it looks terrible. It actually, now. I think we it won a visual effects Oscar. So visual effects, not special effects, but. Um, Either one or got nominated for a visual effects Oscar, but maybe I that was for the creature effects. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think invisibility is really hard to do. I've yeah. never seen or you know full camouflage. I've never seen it done really well on screen because you've got to you've got to show it enough that people know that it's someone being invisible, but you can't. You know, you sort of still have to make them invisible, and it's kind of awkward. Well, the the best way to do it is to not show them, but to show the actions that. The, the results yeah. of their actions on the world. Yeah. So, you know, so, footsteps in water and them holding something and yeah, no, things like that. I, I get the only it. way to really do it yeah. well. And they, they sort of didn't do that. They wanted to make it look like there was something invisible on the screen and they it was a bit awkward. And again, I think that might be why that final sequence where it's Arnold fights the Predator is actually so much better because we get out of that. It's just a creature. It's an actor in a suit. In yeah. a creature suit, and they're just fighting one on one. And it's done really well, and it looks really good. Oh yeah, all the fireworks it's that they shot, use in that yeah. sequence. There's just these explosions everywhere coming yeah. out of everything. It's and, shot oh, it's great. at night um, under a full moon. I think it's actually shot at night as opposed to earlier on where they had some day for night, which is fairly obvious. Um, it's shot at night under a full moon next to a lake. It sort of takes advantage of the beautiful jungle setting that things get set on fire it really it really looks very good that last sequence oh yeah it looks awesome especially mm, since beautiful to, to, in order to fool the amazing hunter's terrible terrible vision all Arnold Schwarzenegger has to do is put some mud on himself yeah. and suddenly he's invisible apparently putting mud on yourself lowers your core temperature enough that heat-seeking aliens can't see you 
I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's not heat that they see. Maybe it's Indeed. something else that is ma- masked by magical earth mud. Right. Um, but it's, It looks like – anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get into that. That's too difficult. <laughs> it's just too hard. I can't um, even think about it. But, yeah, he, so he covers himself in mud and that makes it look even cooler because it's all right. glistening and mm. and uh, it's all shot with against the backdrop of the jungle really spectacularly. But keep in mind, John McTiernan is also the man who directed Die Hard. So if there's anybody who can direct an amazing action movie, it's this guy. It really is. And a really good fight scene. And a fight scene where you can see what's happening. God, I love those fight scenes. Oh, me too. I'm so, yeah, so bored of this modern shaky camster. And we get a, a bit of that earlier on. There's a bit of confusion where they take out the gorilla village. Although you can still basically see what's going on. I, I find that, was that weird. kind of stuff a bit confusing with all lots of explosions and people blowing up here and left and right. And well, that. that didn't seem to match up the actual cause and effects very much. Like you would see somebody mm. shooting, but what then happened after that was clearly not somebody getting shot. Or not the it person was, they'd shot at, or someone not, else getting yes, shot exactly. somewhere so else. That was part of why it was so confusing. Mm. But I, I do wonder if maybe they were trying to make it look confusing because these guys were going after the wrong people. Right, and I, and I think they were. But I, and I also, but I also think that that final scene is what redeemed the movie for me. Before I got to that point, I was, I was ready to write this off as just terrible. And- oh, see, I really enjoyed it mm. from after the, after the gorilla, like village destruction mm. um i started to enjoy it once they started getting yep. picked off and you know they I started s- freaking out and you had them uh the guys being you know big guys being scared of something that they couldn't understand um and kind of their their jerkishness got pulled out and, and explored a little bit with mm. their complete disbelief of what was going on and mm. stuff um and then yeah, so that was – I actually kind of enjoyed it from that point on when, when everybody started dying off and they had to realise that they weren't yeah. the strongest guys in the jungle in a way. Mm. It certainly improved for me from that point, but it really redeemed itself with that final scene. Plus there's some great lines in that whole section. I mean, yep. there is, they're, they're cheesy as anything, but they're great. Like – the um Mac especially who I don't remember who plays Mac but Mac is this big black guy who is the first to see the predator I think mm. and starts to get really worried about what's going on mm. um and he kind of provided a little bit of a at some kind of character emotional sort of drive to the movie from that mm. point because he's the only one who actually has any emotion except for the girl uh, yeah, he he seems to be the most uh, sort of spiritually attuned to the idea of the jungle as a character and yeah. have, this, have a bit of respect for this alien. Well, Billy, the Native American, seems to do so too, but he doesn't have any lines. No, so he, he might. <laughs> so it's hard to tell with him. And then he sort of stupidly sacrifices himself for no reason. Yeah, that was... That was a really odd. weird. It was almost bit. like they needed to kill two people off fairly quickly <laughs> so we could get to the next bit. I'd I don't know. Anyway, the actor who played Mac is called Bill Duke. I don't. There you go. He um I had a quick flick onto his IMDb page, but nothing really. Um, well, rang I a bell thought for he me. was possi- possibly the best actor in this. Yeah, because he's the only one who gives you any sense that he's actually in this. Um, there's mm. one shot of Carl Weathers when Carl Weathers loses an arm, <laughs> and like I like Carl Weathers. He's been in other stuff that I've really right. liked, but I watched that shot and I'm like, that is not the face of a guy who's just lost an yeah. arm. He was rather nonchalant about how it was his right arm too. I know, and he's just sort of like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was one of the times. I mean, there were a few attacks of the giggles through mm. the movie, but that was one of yeah. the times when I. And I think, um, like, and that's the kind of thing about big dumb action movies, though, is that they never, they don't even pretend to be anything else. Yeah. I, the other thing I loved about this was the score. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was overdone and kind of intrusive. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, <laughs> it yes. was so overdone and intrusive. It was like mm-hmm. the score was sitting there in the background the whole time letting you know you cannot escape this movie at any point. It was not sitting there. It was poking at you really loudly, jangling in your face. (laughs) It was such an 80s overblown crazy score Mm -hmm. that, like, even in these quiet moments you had something going on in the musical background. I thought it was, like, not in the sense of it actually being a good score. I thought it was hilarious. Mm. And it's just sort of, like, if you were sitting in a a theatre in the cinema watching that movie, there's no chance that you would fall asleep. No, you don't. And you, you wouldn't be allowed to. No, you don't. And you, it's really good. You pay, you always do pay attention. I think the thing that I thought was really funny was your cat. <laughs> um, About one third of the way in, about just after they um, decimated the village, he came in and he watched almost all the way till we got to the one-on-one battle. He just sat in front of the TV, sitting up straight, watching the movie and i i feel like it was the score that attracted him like because that was where the score was loudest and most sort of jangly but i don't know what attracted the cat but this movie was a big hit with the feline population in this house i've never seen puck watch a movie like he's watched the fish tank he's watched a couple of ads but i've never seen him actually be interested in a movie before and this one he wouldn't stop watching and Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what it is about it but he loved it uh, yeah. So maybe it was that score I don't know. that well, just to keeps, me, that like, was, even in the slow scenes, just keeps you sort of to me, sitting there watching. That was what kept the cat interested, and I was that was because that that kind of coincided with the loudest, most offensive bit, bits of the score. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not because your cat's scared of noise normally. I know. So I mean, who knows? But I just <laughs> he loved it. He really, really loved it. So he he just likes a movie where the predator gets to kill all the people by using its its hunting skills. Right, and well, that we think, yeah, maybe he just knew <laughs> that it was about big scary hunters because you know Puck is such a big scary hunter. He is. He's a noble hunter, <laughs> obviously. Even though he's scared of you know loud noises and people and the vacuum some, cleaner, the vacuum cleaner and the rumba. And the plastic bags. And birds that are bigger than him. <laughs> but that's not the point. Yeah, he. No. It, it's apparently a very popular movie for my cat. I don't know if it's an all cats thing. Maybe we should find out. We should do a study of the most <laughs> popular movies for cats. Who knows? Maybe he'll sit and watch Finding Nemo. Maybe he it's will. got fish in it. Hmm. I, I'm happy to do that experiment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is just a big, dumb action movie. And... um. I think part of it is in knowing that it's dumb. Like I, I you did say that um, the actor playing Mac is the only one who actually appears to be acting and yeah. believably in the jungle. I, I don't know if it's almost deliberate that they're just being Arnold and this bunch of commandos in the jungle. They almost know that they're just making an action movie and making it dumb. I watched on the weekend, and I, I won't give you any spoilers because you haven't seen it, but I watched um, White House Down on the weekend. And I freaking Man, adored I it. I I'd seen that today instead of Riddick. Riddick was so, 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 yeah. so bad. Well, maybe if there's like a um, cheap Tuesday screening or something, I'll you and I can go along and see it because it is. It was kind of awesome because it's a big dumb action movie <laughs> well, that it's doesn't a Roland pre- Emmerich movie. Yeah, that doesn't pretend to be anything other than a b- 
big dumb action movie. It winks at the audience throughout. You get you get a few crazy one-liners. You get ridiculous over the top. There's no way a real human could survive that stunts. And it was just kind of fun. And I think this movie's doing a lot of that as well. There's not there is it definitely winks at the audience with Arnold's one-liners and using Arnold's personality because well, he was never much of an actor. He was really he was only ever there to play Arnold. He did such a good job as the Terminator. Yeah, he did a good when job. When he had absolutely no emotions. I think that was possibly his greatest role. Yeah, it, it probably was. But I mean he does perfectly fine job with a big dumb action movie. And I, I think that, yeah, maybe that was deliberate almost. I have to say I was a little bit disappointed mm. by this movie. I don't know what I was expecting because I haven't seen it for so long and then mm. for a few months now I've been like, oh, I really want to see it. I was a little bit – and I love big dumb action movies. Yeah. I kind of wanted a little bit more out of it, like something a little bit – I wanted something a little bit, I don't know, if crazier or funnier or something. It sort of tried to walk this line between – uh, serious, yeah. Like they were taking it seriously, and like they weren't taking it seriously, but they didn't quite go far enough into not taking it seriously for it to work that way. Yeah, uh, I have to say, I kind of agree. I didn't. I was hoping I would like it more than I did actually like it. Yeah, I mean, it certainly got a lot of good points, and I'm, I've certainly, you know, I don't think it's terrible or anything, but I. I will have to admit to being a bit surprised when I went on Rotten Tomatoes afterwards and discovered that it's got like an 80% approval rating from critics. I was like, really? That many people liked it? I, can't well. I, well, I didn't think it was quite as good as it as its reputation would suggest, but I don't know, maybe that's coming at it 25 years after it came out and after it's had years of being a cult following and that kind of thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like if it's positive, it goes over into the That's true, even positive. if it's a little bit positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's three but, out of five. Yeah. Uh, and so I can see most people mm. giving it around a three because it was. it's right. like this very much straightforward, you go in knowing what you're going to get and then you get it mm. kind of movie. You pretty much do. Yeah. No, I think – but anyway, I think I do agree with you. I think that it's not quite as – kind of tries a bit too hard to be serious and doesn't do enough of the winks to the audience. If it, if it was a bit more, if it took itself a little less seriously, it would be a little bit more enjoyable. It's mm. no Die Hard. No, it's not Die Hard. Because Die Hard is the greatest action movie ever made. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's like the action movie that all the other action movies since then have sort of had to aspire to be. That's true. Like yes. it was the first kind of, the, the way that it, Created action and tension is so. Does this predate Die Hard? Is Die Hard about nineteen eighty nine? Die Hard is eighty eight. Eighty eight. So it does so predate. It does predate Die Hard. Yeah. yeah by Post yeah. postdates uh, Rambo, but predates Die Hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So before this, there were action movies were more in this kind of vein, like the big dumb action movies that were sort of like everybody knew what you were going to get when you went in there, and there's a couple of explosions and fights and that sort of thing. Mm. Whereas I think. Post Die Hard, it's all sort of some wise cracking like hero that you really feel for is at the center of it. Right. There's a lot. Whereas more. before, you didn't have to like the main guy so much. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's another thing is that he's you don't really connect with your main character. You don't really connect with any of the characters yeah. other than the predator. Yeah. And the predator <laughs> is because you just can't but respect this guy or this plus you creature. see from his point of view a lot of the time. Yeah. So I don't know if it's intentional to try and make you connect with it because it is sort of just a killing machine, but it's this really respectful killing machine that's like, well, you're not armed, so I'll not be armed as well so that I can fight you 
you know, man to man. Yeah. It's, it's not a, um, they, whatever I've seen anyone talk about the predator, they say it hunts for sport. Uh, it's sort of this kind of, it, it finds really dangerous races. Mm. And then it goes after them. Right. It's got its own moral code. Yeah. And, and you can't but respect that. I mean, you, you kind of, yeah, it's it's why you kind of root for him a bit. You see, you see how he go, how he thinks, and yeah, I don't know. I think it makes that makes a lot of sense, I guess. And yeah, you, but I don't, but the uh, human characters less so, and also you feel a bit like they aren't showing him enough respect. Yeah, because they do spend most of the movie just being like, well, that's why you kind they of don't take it seriously until it gets right down to it. That's why I think you kind of respect Mac more because he starts to. Uh, starts to see that maybe they're not taking it seriously enough. Mm. And then Arnold, it's hard to tell. I think he starts to respect it because based on his lines, he seems to be understanding that it's a really good hunter <laughs> and that he respects it. I just can't tell based on his facial expressions <laughs> what he's no, thinking. but he does, he, he puts a lot of effort into fighting the creature. That, that's true. So I guess by his actions. <laughs> covering himself in mud, building elaborate traps. Like he, he has roaring. to do roaring. Yeah, he has to do quite a bit of um, qu- quite a bit of work to beat this guy. And again, that's that's kind of the thing. It's the only monster that's good enough to take on our hero. <laughs> yeah, makes yeah, him work for it. But it's it's just like it's so hard to sort of see, <laughs> understand where Dutch is coming from. In, at any point in the movie, really. Uh, I mean, what he says seems to be, you know, oh, it's super smart. It's hiding in the trees. Oh, look, it won't kill you if you're unarmed. And, like, when he – there's a bit where he um, – where Dutch knocks a gun out of the girl's hand, oh. Anna's hand, I should call her by her name, hmm. and you thought it was because he wouldn't let her fight because she's the prisoner? Uh, yeah, I thought he didn't want to have her, her armed because she was the prisoner. Like yeah. he was, he didn't want her arm because he, she would take him on. But apparently, no. It's that so she wouldn't have to fight because she's just a girl. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, it was to protect her. Protect her. Because Sorry. if if she wasn't armed, then the predator wouldn't try to kill her. Right. Yes, that's what it was. I yeah, we both. I misread that. Yeah. It because he says. I mean, it's hard to mis. It, it's easy to misread mm. because he says a line about five minutes before he's where he's like, "Oh, if it's unarmed, it won't kill. If you're unarmed, it won't kill you." But it's hard to sort of notice it in the craziness of the action and also mm. flatness of delivery. <laughs> yes, this is uh, exposition by, by Arnold, so you might well miss lines. And you do, I think we were laughing at something else, probably that, we were discussing that, when he shouts, get to the chopper! And we missed it! Yes, we did. And we almost missed the, if it bleeds, we can kill it line as well. I'm like, this is the whole reason I watched the damn thing. I can't miss these lines. Where where it bleeds conveniently bright green blood. Mm, The glows. Glowing blood. It's very handy. And it has glowing yellow eyes so that you can spot it sometimes. (laughs) It's all very helpful. That and the three lasers. The triangle lasers. Triangle lasers, yeah. But that's when you're seeing from its point of view. Yes. So... No, yeah, that's right. It just looks like a big pew pew. Yeah, when, exactly. Yeah, otherwise, that's when when you're seeing from its point of view. When when you're looking at it, it conveniently glows, has bright green glowing blood, and then has the yellow bright yellow laser blood. eyes, so that you can go, <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought those bits were fun. They were, and and you know, hooray for big dumb action movies, really. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, oh, well. star rating time? Yes, star rating time. Three. Yeah, I gave it three too. Yeah, that's, that's pretty easy. Thank you very much for listening to Silver Screen Queens. This week we watched Predator and it was kind of awesome. <laughs> if you want to know anything more about us or read our show notes, you can go to our website, which is silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Predator or any of the other movies that she watches, you can go to her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. If you want to get in touch with either of us on social media, you can do so on our Facebook page or you can follow us on Twitter, which is at screen underscore queens. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.